Why are we gay? Welcome back to the Barefoot Puncher. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope. The modder is with us as well, and Statsman has dropped in also. Uh, of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2023 season and uh, plenty to talk about and to discuss this evening. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to the Pope. Mug, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed the uh, meteorology chat throughout most of the afternoon. And our channel's been good to tune in to the weather channel. It's best in it's best in weather getting plenty, well, plenty uh, contrary in our thread. It's been good. And Pope, we've gone early too. So early kickoff for us tonight. We're normally 8.15 sit down. We've gone the old 6.45 to just try and get Statsman off to the cricket nice and early and uh plenty of <laughs> Plenty of discussion around uh, rain and so forth uh, this evening. Uh, Statsman, welcome back. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, we've taken a couple of different um, different opinions on the weather, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I am with you that it is it is surprising um, just to go to cricket for a bit to to see a draw at thirteen bucks with so much rain on the last day. It's um, yeah, it's definitely a topic of conversation. Yeah, and uh, Modler, awesome to see you, mate. And, of course, we've got the big State of Origin 2 coming up. So looking forward to discussing this with you this evening. Yeah, very good to be here. Looking forward to talking to Origin. Um, on the surface, it appears the early kickoff today has been because of the ashes, but is there any uh, truth to the rumour it's related to your tweets about wanting an early bedtime with those seven ten AFL starts, Mug? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's not. And if you, I, I think you boys just saw what happens uh at, <laughs> around this time in my house. It's a, it's a little bit crazy uh around here at this time of night. So, um, mate, I think what is the optimal time stats, man? I, I reckon probably the seven twenty. I, I think this the seven ten is almost maybe a little bit too early, but the seven twenty seven twenty five. I reckon that's the sweet spot. I thought I thought you were talking about for the podcast for a sec. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. Seven, I reckon 7.25 is a good time. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we see more of it into the future. And, of course, we've got the Thursday night footy again this week, which is uh, which is going to be awesome. A shortened round in the AFL, but uh, so much to discuss with, with Origin uh, coming up. Boys, before we go forwards, uh, let's take a quick look back. Uh, I think we had some winners across the group, um, but Modda, I'll go to you first. Yeah, decent weekend, Uh via the models, starting with Lee. We kicked it off nicely uh, with the Cowboys getting up in Golden Point against the Panthers, um, 240 at the time. I think that came in, I think on some books, Cowboys might have started favourite, but uh, if you got that early price, well done. Uh, the next one I had was Knights Roosters. Uh, they got picked by two points the Knights. Again, probably goal kicking was a part of it, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll take that one on the chin. Uh, Parramatta I liked against um, the Sea Eagles, and they got it done easily. Uh, then the Tigers I liked against uh, Storm, and they did not get it done at all. Um, and I think Cronulla and Canberra are left alone. So I think it was a decent weekend uh, odds-wise on league. And then across to the footy, uh, I think I had a half stake on the Swans. They covered in the end, I believe. Uh, and then a few good ones uh, later on. GWS I liked against Rio, Tigers against St Kilda, and against Gold Coast all got up rather easily. And then uh, the last one we all lined on was the Ruse covering against the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I think, did you have a little piece of port as well, Modler? I uh, don't think potty time I did. I th- it depended on um, players, uh, but time of the potty I didn't, but I think with the teams on the outside, I swayed that way, yeah. Yeah, mate, well, that's uh, awesome. Another awesome weekend for you, Modler, that AFL, really accurate there as well. So well done to you, mate. And Statsman, how did you go? Uh, fill up, fill up for Statsman uh, this uh, last week. So I think I was on uh, Port as well, GWS, Carlson and North Melbourne. Um, had, a, had a few multis running into North as the last leg and that plus 30 and a half made me sweat, <laughs> um, but they got it done in the end. Yeah, good one, mate. Excellent week. Great set from yourself. Uh, For me, I was uh, similar on GWS and North, but I also liked that total in the GWS game and uh, Frio probably didn't help that cause uh, too much. And um, 
And what else did I, I like something else? Oh, I, I was uh, I was against you boys. I was on Gold Coast. So that was uh looked good for about five minutes. Uh, but uh but geez, she was yeah, tough watching for a uh, Gold Coast better after quarter time, really. So that that got obliterated. So two and two for me, not the best. Um but um, but yeah, look, if you're listening to those lineups, you know, the GWS and the North Melbourne lineup, uh, which we all were unanimous on, uh, hopefully the punters were able uh, to get into that. And shout out to Mug Punter too. Uh, Mug Punter, uh, who's not related to me. Uh, it's just a separate uh, person on, on, on Twitter. I've actually had some people think that that was me uh, for, for a while, but that's that's not me on Twitter. But Mug Punter uh, just uh, gave us a bit of a shout out uh, for our uh, podcast as well. So thank you, Mug Punter. We appreciate that. Um, boys, did we see any bad beats? Um. Modler sort of touched on it a little bit there, that's been the Cowboys price at the jump. Cowboys actually jumped one and a half point favourites in that game. So one, if you're on the Penrith side of things, plus one and a half that was, or head to head, but the plus one and a half uh, mug when field goals will be exchanged and goes to golden point, you're pretty unlucky to get done by a golden try. So if you're on the Penrith, when they jumped the outsiders at the, at the plus, um, fairly unlucky there that a field goal didn't knock you out, but a try did. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Statsman, what did you see? I don't think I saw any, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to pass on if uh, Modler or yourself picked yep. up any. Modler? Uh, only a couple of probably half bad beats uh, between them, but um, maybe the 40-plus in the port game. I think both lined up from maybe 40 out on a 45-degree angle and completely sprayed it. Um, cost them the 40-plus there if you happen to be in big margins. And, and as I've touched on, the... Um, the Knights game too. Uh, I think um, um, Hastings ended up kicking two from three, and they lost from two points. The one he missed, you'd sort of back most uh, decent kickers to to make. So um, yeah, not huge bad beats, but um, you know some that could have gone your way on another day. Yeah, and and maybe not a bad beat uh, so much, um, but I would say a really frustrating watch if you're a Brisbane linebacker uh, against the Swans. Um, that kicking for goal uh, was pretty poor. And uh, I think expected scoring had Brisbane winning by about uh, six, seven goals. And uh, I think, you know, Modler mentioned it before, Sydney covered, I think, what, 17, 19 points in the end, Modler. So, so you know, Brizzy probably left a fair bit on the table. Notwithstanding, Sydney missed a lot of opportunities themselves in that, I think, second quarter. They had a lot of forward, forward uh, half time uh, and didn't convert but or, or didn't um didn't get it on the scoreboard. So, um, but maybe that uh, was a bad beat for some of the listeners. Uh, boys, we're moving along pretty quickly tonight. We've got the cricket. Everyone's keen to get to the couch and uh, and have a good look at that. Maybe we'll get some of Statsman's views on the cricket as well in a little bit because I know he's a, cre- a keen cricket punter as well. Um, but, uh, but boys, we might jump into it straight away. Pope, can you kick us off with some AFL? Almost certainly can, Mug, and it's, and it's good to be back uh, this week as well for the pod. So I'll um, basically just padding here really while I get the Aussie rules up. So how was the freshen up? <laughs> how was how was the dinner? Huh? <laughs> did you did you make good with the in laws? Did you did you put your best foot forward? Yeah, it was impressive. I thought it was it was pretty good. The night nine point two five out of ten. I'd rate myself, Mug. So. Thought it was high quality, and as and as you know, when you're aging, a bit like Jimmy Anderson, you got to pick and choose when you when you bring the Ferrari out of the garage a little bit. Didn't uh, didn't, uh, didn't didn't bother Pope to um to send your set through. Just thought you'd take the whole week off, freshen up. No, sometimes less is, less is more. Stats man, quality over quantity. I don't want to I don't want to burn you out. Don't want to burn the listeners out. So I thought um keep them waiting another week. Fair enough. GMHBA Stadium on Thursday night mug, and we have the Cats v. the Demons. And in a rarity in Geelong, the Cats are two and a half point outsiders. Yeah, and I think that's probably about right. I mean, I was I was with the Cats uh, 10 points before teams, and I think, um, well, danger goes out of there, so we know about that. And um, Modler, have we named Oliver yet, or are they still dilly-dallying a little bit there? He's not over the line. They're, they're still yeah. saying he's yeah, definitely not a, a sure thing yet. No. Yeah. So if, if Oliver comes back, you know, we, we get that market back down closer to scratch for mine. Um, so look, probably not a big edge for me here, but you know, I, 
I know it's it's hard to go against them down at the Kettering, and I won't be doing it, but I can see the angle here for Melbourne. They're playing the better footy. Um, Geelong got touched up the other day against GWS, so maybe the aura of um, Kadinia is fading perhaps. So I can see that angle. I'll probably just stay out. Uh, Modler, how are you seeing this game? Yeah, I've uh, not plugged Oliver in at this stage, um, and I've got this game right on the market. So if you happen to get a whisper that Oliver is playing, it'd probably be enough for me to, to be on the Ds, but a um, bit of a uh, bit of a watch on the team to come Thursday. Can you find anything, Statsman? I'm pretty aligned with Mug um, that I, I've got Oliver in and I've got it about market price, which means... Um, if he doesn't play, I'm probably on Geelong. Uh, the I think the point around um, uh, what's it called? Cadinia Park. What, what, are, what are they? GMHBA. GMHBA. That's the one. They, they change his name every two years. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, GWS have got a good record there, and I, I don't necessarily read too much into that. So the Cats obviously probably need a win. Um, they yeah, they'd be up for it. Yeah, I, I'd probably back Geelong with no Oliver. Otherwise, I'll be staying out. You know, uh, I'll stick with you here, Statsman, because the betting is in a price points that interests you. Uh, Saints and the Lions at Marvel on Friday night, and the Saints are three and a half point outsiders. Yeah, not not really a lot of interest there for me. I'm I'm pretty close to market. Um, yeah, Brisbane away from home. You know, you don't know how they go. The Saints form lately hasn't been great, so yeah, I'll, I'll be staying out of that one. Uh, Mother, Statsman's right. Brisbane, when they get on a plane, uh, not quite the same team. How are you seeing this one? Yeah, I've, I've got this one on the market at the moment. I've got my plugage in. Um, there's a chance Zorko comes in, which I don't uh, have uh, priced in at the moment. So if Zorko does come in, and Gardner's a chance as well, if one or both came in, I could probably be on the lines. But again, probably I'll wait and see for me. Mug, I'm not sure we found a bet yet tonight. Can you change the narrative here a little bit? No, I can't. I'm pretty much aligned with uh, Statsman and the Modler. You know, I'm three points before we start looking at any player movement and uh, McCluggage McCluggage, uh, comes back in, so he maybe shifts at one and a half, two potentially. So I'm I'm sort of around the mark, uh, to be honest. My lean probably is here to the Saints being at Marvel, um, Saints were pretty good, I thought, against the Tigers. Maybe just the wet didn't suit them, perhaps, as much as maybe did the Tigers. I don't, I don't know. But um, Brisbane, oh, geez, if you're watching Brisbane the other night, there wasn't a lot that you could probably like about Brisbane's performance against the Swans, I didn't think. Um, so form-wise, um, I'm probably happy to be with the Saints, but hard to pull the trigger here, Pope. Mug, I'll stay with you here because I think this game's moved a little bit through the course of the week. Swans v Eagles on Saturday, and the Swans are now 49 half point favourites. Dollar 03, Eagles $11. Yeah, so when I was looking at this one on Sunday, Pope, 58 and a half. Uh, so it has, uh, has come in quite a, a bit, that line movement there. And I think that's on the back of some potential names coming back for West Coast. So potentially Barras, Hearn, McGovern and Duggan are potentially coming back into that team. So some, you know, premiership experience uh, to come and shore up the team. I was at 69 before uh, teams. So uh, there's quite a few moving parts for the Swans as well. So look, to be honest, Pope, I couldn't be touching it with a 10-foot pole. I just think there's a lot of uh, unknowns uh, here. Uh, Swans not going great. Um, yeah, nothing for me here. Sorry, Pope. And, and sorry, listeners, no no betting yet. Uh, Statsman, 4.30 Saturday, Swans v West Coast. This The viewership will obviously be high for this game. Can you find a bet? Nope. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of with Mug that, like, if West Coast didn't have the ins they had, it, it seems like the market would have been too, too small, too skinny on that line, and I probably would have been on the minus because – Based on the correction, you know, it probably hasn't corrected enough. So, um, yeah, I, I like. I think now the the price is right, uh, so I won't be betting. But yeah, it probably probably comes down to teams. If we see anything there, um, I might get involved. But yeah, nothing for the listeners now, unfortunately. Hard in a West Coast game, Modler, but can you see anything that stands out? Um, I've got those four ins for the Eagles that Mug mentioned. Um, I've got Heaney and Buddy in for the Swans as well. Um, 
and as it stands, I've got West Coast at eight dollars fifty. I mean, into the eleven dollars, it's it's a tough sell. Um, I could probably be tempted into having like a half stake on the line, but uh, yeah, as we said with West Coast for the last couple of months, it's it's you know it's real hard to get enthused about putting your money on them. So maybe a half stake at best. Uh, yeah, I might just leave it at that. <laughs> Feels like, feels like a pretty similar conversation we have about West Coast every week right now, doesn't it, Modler? Uh, I'll give you the all-important new ball over in the West on Saturday night, Modler. And Frio are taking on Essendon. I don't know if they're going to be called the Bombers for too much longer, but Essendon Bombers are still currently named. And they are three-and-a-half-point favourites, sixty-eight, and Essendon at $2.12. Yeah, a couple of handy-ins for either side, Darcy and Ash for Frio, and then looks like Parrish for the Bombers as well. Uh, having said that, I'm right on the market here, so no place for me at the moment. Mug, find anything over at Optus? Yeah, Cloud over Draper. And I, I don't know if, is Darcy 100% modeler? Have they... I don't think he's 100%, but it's sort of the language seems to suggest he's... Yeah, modeler. yeah, yeah. So, look, my number was at five and a half uh, Pope before teams. I think Darcy and Aish in... Parish, yes, uh, for Essendon is good in, but I think with a bit of cloud hanging over Draper as well, um, I'm I'm pretty happy to be with Frio here. I think they bounce back, and um, and I know they were, I, I didn't see the game. I listened to the game. I didn't see it. Uh, they sounded atrocious on the uh, on the wireless uh, when, I, when I was listening. Um, so, but I, I didn't see them in action. But you'd have to think back home. I don't think Essendon are an absolute world beater, so happy to take Frio on here at home. Like it, Mug. Uh, Statsman, you were a little bit bullish about Frio two or three weeks ago. Have you maintained that bullishness going into this game? I was, and then I, I jumped off uh, with Darcy out. With Darcy back, I will be with Frio. Um, yeah, but I, I will probably wait to make sure he's playing because I think he... From what I've seen, he's probably one of the biggest swings in the comp at the moment. It's probably because they lose Jackson out of their forward line and their forward line just really, really struggled the last um, two weeks and last week probably especially. Uh, they just, they looked as bad as they sounded mug and yeah, they just, anything forward or centre, they just sort of fell apart. So yeah, I think if Darcy comes in, um, I'll be on the Dockers as well. Lovely. you got a little bit of alignment there from Statsman and Mug. Uh, stats man, I'll stay with you here as well. Pies coming off a bye. They're 19.5 point favourites Sunday afternoon at the G against the Crows, who are $3.20 head-to-head. -head. Yeah, like, it's one I'm still probably umming and ahhing on. It would be Adelaide, if anything. My my number sort of raw has come out um, pretty close to market, but I think yeah, I think, I think that's probably upside with, with the Crows. Um, I saw an interesting... Uh, figure today that um, the the magical Sir Swamp thing um, tweeted, and what the ladder would currently look like if games ended at three quarter time is is what it was. Um, Richmond on top, which was interesting. Collingwood would be sixth. Now we, we know that Collingwood have had a, a big um, you know last quarter comeback sort of vibe to them. Um, there's a part of me that still thinks there's a bit of luck luck involved in that. Obviously they're a very good team, but do their win-loss sort of flatter them a little bit? Um, maybe. I'm, I'm not necessarily convinced, but I think there's probably enough there that I could be with Adelaide uh, in this game. So, yeah, probably a, a half bet on Adelaide for me. Mug, can we find some sort of alignment in this game? Uh, no, not alignment there with Statsman. I mean, without getting too deep into the analysis here, Pope, my number's at 24 and um, that's a little bit above the, the market at the moment. So I'm probably just happy to have a one unit stake here on the pies. I think that market probably, uh, I don't think there's any major rush uh, here. Uh, I think it might trim up a little bit more. So happy to just sit back and, uh, and be with the pies for a unit. Uh, you're the tiebreaker here, Modler. Which way are you leaning, if at all? Uh, again, I'll lean the stats man's way. So, apparently, <laughs> this, has this didn't pan out well for me last weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got them. I've got the Crows at 255. Um, so, decent, uh, yeah, decent edge into that 320 at Toppy. Uh, both teams off the buy. So, if you believe that buy hoodoo uh, that has been getting floated around recently, then sort of no effect there. But, um, uh, 
yeah, on the craze at the moment. Lovely. Uh, stick with you while you got the hot hand there, Modler. Uh, Suns, what to make of the Suns against the Hawks at uh, Gold Coast on Sunday afternoon? Suns are 23 and a half point favourites, dollar 26, Hawks $3.70. Yeah, this is one of the rare ones where um, uh, I thought I'd be getting um, a price a lot different to what the market is, and it's actually gone in my favour. So, um, yeah, the Hawks at $3.70. Uh, I've, I've got them at $3.70. 10 via the model. They obviously lose Sicily. I've got Bruce coming in um, and Weller in for the Suns as well and still a decent edge on, on the Hawks at the 310. So um, yeah, definitely play into the 370 for me. Not surprised there, Mother. Uh, Statsman, can you find a bet in this game? Don't I don't think so. Like Gold Coast, they just flip-flop so much. Same old Gold Coast every year and that game last week, you know, it's an abomination, but then they can turn up this week and and turn it on again. So, yeah, I made it right on market. Um, if anything, I'd probably be on Hawthorne. They, they've been really competitive um, lately, but, yeah, probably no bet for me. Uh, bring us home, Mug. Hopefully you can find something here. Uh, before teams, I'm, I'm on market, but then you take Sicily out of that and, you know, still, what's he worth? I, I think he's worth a fair bit, you know, so I'd probably have to be uh, on the Gold Coast, but, you know, Hawks have been p- pretty plucky at times. As Statsman mentioned, Gold Coast are a bit uh, hit and miss, so probably not with a lot of confidence. You know, don't, and I mean, probably going to end up on the pies there, you know, at that sort of three goal. I don't really like those sort of three, four goal lines on the minus. They, they're always fraught with a bit of a uh, bit of danger. But um, that's probably my lean, Pope, but don't know if I can I can pull the trigger. Lovely. Uh, pretty quick segment of the six games mug. Oh, let's go through a review from the three of you with the bets that you do have and any futures that are worth speaking to this evening. Yeah, so Mug, uh, Mug, I'm Mug, uh, you're the Pope, uh, Pope. <laughs> um, the person stuff, I like it. <laughs> so, uh, so Pope, um, Frio for me, I'll be backing Frio and I'll probably go early there too, Pope, just because, you know, my number's above it anyway and I think there's a bit of icing on my cake if uh, Darcy and uh, maybe even the big fella for Essendon miss out. So um, Frio there and um, and I'll be on pies for one. Great, Modlo. What do you? What stands out to you this week? Uh, I've got a half stake on Eagles at the line. Uh, if those four players named or uh, expected to, to come in do come in, and then the other two I liked were the Crows and the Hawks. Great, Statsman. What? How are you seeing this week? And any futures as the follow-up question? Just a couple games for me. So Freo, if Darcy plays, I'll have a, a full bet at the um, three and a half, give or take, and half a stake on the Adelaide um, line and probably a bit of head-to-head. Uh, Futures-wise, yeah, I had a look. Um, a lot of the core outrights for me are in a pretty good place. One of them, um, I had slight value. It's probably not enough for me to just pull the trigger just yet, but Port for the minor premiership is a watch. Um, they get Collingwood at home later in the year, which is going to be pretty pivotal. Um, they're right now, I think they're either percentage or a game behind, but there's they're, they're essentially a game behind. If they win and Collingwood lose, they will go on top by percentage. Um, so, yeah, if they, if they beat Collingwood at home, they've made up that game. And then you look at the actual fixture, Port have Geelong at Geelong, which is always tough. Other than that, um, they both have some challenging games. So, yeah, on the, on the model price I've got, it's slight value uh, i'm not rushing into it but maybe yeah I'll, I'll keep an eye on it uh and it may be a bit soon the one that i liked um this week was taranto for the brownlow uh i think i, I was back in some 650 or thereabouts on the fair today uh he like he, he's the he's the tom mitchell equivalent he's a, a good player a real standout stats winner in a team that's, you know, win- winning enough games, but not dominating with other players rising. Um, so he doesn't have a lot of competition for votes. And uh, probably the other factor is he's just winning a lot of counts now. Like he's gone past some of the others. Um, the players that he's competing with, you know, your Bonts, your Butters, your Dacos, they all have more com- competition, I think, for the for the votes in the games they do well. 
Whereas Taranto, um, he's in for a big percentage of Richmond's votes. And Richmond um, are in for a decent number of wins as well. So, yeah, uh, Taranto for me for the Brownlow uh, was the one I was backing this week. Nice. We might uh, say the cricket for after we do league, do you think, Mug? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. Um, and I've uh, been kicking some goals lately too, Statsman, uh, which has been uh, noticeable actually in, in his play that uh, he's added that to his repertoire where that's probably been a knock on him uh, in the past as well. So bodes well. Um, all right, boys, let's uh, jump over and talk some NRL. We'll uh, parlay that straight into some uh, state of origin and then uh, we'll wrap up with a bit of uh, cricket, I think. So um so, boys, uh, let's get into it. All of our prices, two fellas, coming to you from Top Sport. Um, so Tristan and the boys, they do a fantastic job, and uh, they've been in the caper for over 30-plus years. And uh, the one thing I would say is that they are good guys. They are good to deal with. They provide excellent customer service. So if you're looking so, uh, for someone to bet with, get over to topsport.com.au. They will look after you. Um First game, boys, and we're kicking it off on uh, Friday the 23rd. So backing up from Origin, they've done the old uh, not many in Origin trick again for the Friday night uh, game here. St. George uh, taking on Auckland. Uh, 265 here, uh, Pope, uh, the St. George Illawarra. Dollar forty-eight, six and a half the line, a little bit of juice there. Um, Pope, lead us away. Yeah, this, this is the standout of the week at this stage for NRL for me. Uh, Mug, I'm all over the Dragons here. I've got this with Hunt in. Um, caveat early that we'll get out of the way is players backing up from origin. We don't know where that stands. Some will, some will be laid out. But as teams name, Hunt's in. And I've got this about three and a half. So I'll make them a fairly decent bet here. They've been pretty good of late since they have the interim coach come in. They're two and two and they've been competitive. So... Warriors, they're a decent team this year, but they're still travelling over the ditch. There's still a question mark how they do travel when they come to Australia. And to have them a conferred, over-converted tri-favourite, I think it's too many. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's strong stuff from you off the bat, uh, Pope. Modler, how do you see this one? Yeah, we're going to line up uh, first up here. I've got, I've actually got St. George favourites. Uh, yeah. As, as uh, Pope mentioned with Hunt, in I've, I've got them a dollar eighty seven, so that's a big edge for me into that wow. uh, two sixty five. Um, so yeah, we'd be talking yeah, obviously head to head, and then maybe uh, some of the uh, margin type bets as well for me. How how do you guys uh, play this with the unknown around hunts? Like, are you betting now and and you know going going with teams um, as they come, or how how do you approach it? For the most part, for the most part, no. I uh, I wait till after Origin. Like, there's so many moving parts, the player injuries, and, you know, if they come over the niggle, they're likely rested. So generally wait till after Origin. Um, like when three points different to the market stats, man, you can, there's a bit of room to move for that, that to move Thursday. So generally wait for a little bit of news to come out Thursday following Origin. Yeah, personally, I probably, I wouldn't bet it as I normally would at this stage of the week. I'd probably, you know, bet 50% say, but then, yeah, as uh, folks mentioned, after Origin and price updates and whatnot, I look to update my position uh, throughout the week. And Modler, I, I think um, you run a Kelly sort of style betting betting system there. So, what sort of uh, percent? I maybe for the list, I don't know if that sort of you talk in terms of units or percentage of um, pot, or percentage of bank or, or or how you play that. But when you have that type of edge, what sort of Maybe if you can put it into unit terms, what, what does that sort of look like for you? Yeah, um, most places for me that I, that I get out on the potty, especially, would be typically one year. But this yep. type of edge, I'd be looking at, you know, probably two, two and a half, yep. maybe even three units. Um, yeah, right. So, um, yeah, to, to, you know, change your risk appetite, if you like. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big edge for me. Um, yeah. and, and But as I mentioned, I wouldn't be betting it at this stage as I normally would if it was a normal week. So probably half of what I'd normally bet and then, and then look to see what happens after Origin. Yeah, nice. Okay. All right. Thanks, boys. Well, that's a strong start uh, from you fellas. Uh, consensus straight away. Um, 
We'll uh, get down to the next game here, boys. We're going to skip over the early game on the Saturday, and uh, we're going to go to uh, the Penrith Panthers, and they're hosting the Modelers Knights. A dollar twenty-seven, the Panthers. Three eighty, uh, the Knights, and it's ten and a half. Modler, they're your Knights. We'll go to you first. Yeah, no surprises here. I'm going to uh, one for the Knights again. I've got them at three fifteen, so into that three eighty. Uh, Toppy definitely a play for me, uh, more so on the handicap, obviously, and obviously a bit of upside, uh, you know, with the Panthers naming so many um, origin players to back up. There's always a chance that, that uh, you know, they won't get the full uh, contingent coming back in. Yeah, like the angle there, Modler. And uh, Pope, can you see it the same way? I cannot. I'm very much the other way, unfortunately, Margot. I can make this a bit minus 14 and a half, so... I've got, I've got Penrith, a pretty big bet here. I probably, my number differs. I, I'm not sure I have Cleary weighted as much as what the market probably does here. So, again, both teams at full strength. Uh, Penrith don't concede points, Mark. So, 10 and a half, it doesn't take a lot for them to cover. And they're a very system-based team. And the, that system's held up in the last two or three weeks without Cleary. So, I'm pretty bullish if these Origin players back up for Panthers that um, – you know, like they're conceding 10 or 12 points a game. I, I can I can see them covering this quite comfortably. One week off with the in-laws stats, man, and he's coming in hot, uh, the Pope. So uh, maybe we just need to spell him uh, every now and again just to keep him nice and fresh. Uh, love it there, boys. We're in a bit of disagreement. Uh, so one man enter, uh, two men enter, one man leave. We'll see what happens. Boys, next one, it's our storm. And uh, they're hosting uh, the... The Seagulls, who have found a bit of stink lately, uh, they've uh, they've uh, struggled a couple of times in recent times. Storm looked to have found something. A dollar twenty eight. Uh, the Storm here, three seventy. The Seagulls, and we're ten and a half. Hope does the Storm train keep going, and do the Eagles keep derailing? I don't think so. I can mainly hard to catch mug, but Turbo's on the extended bench if he plays, and I don't want to go to too many ifs, buts, and maybes. But um, I think 10.5 might be too many if Turbo's in, and that line will move in Manly's direction. So, again, probably keep an eye out Thursday. And if he pulls up okay, I'd say he's a good chance of playing. So I think you can take a bit of a punt, um, pardon the pun, on Manly. The one I'll probably do like even more here is the overs on Saturday night. 43.5. Storm game, I think they'll be better this time. But when they backed up from Origin 1, admittedly they travelled, but they were really poor, and that was a 65-point game. So... I think this might be a bit free and easy at Amy on Saturday night. So over 43 and a half would probably be my best bet of this game. Yeah, nice, Pope. And uh, Modler, can you find something for us here on the game? No, I can't. As teams are named, I've got this uh, right on the market. I've got Manly at 390. If And that's with Turbo on like a, an extended kind of reserves bench. If he did start uh, at fullback, I'd probably uh, have a lean to him. Um, to Manly, I should say. Um but, yeah, as, as mentioned previously, it's, it's a bit of a wait and see. Okay. Uh, thank you for that, boys. And uh, the last game that we're going to talk to uh, this week, um, if I'm, unless there was any more, boys, you can uh, tell me that uh, you have some more. But uh, I've got written down here in my notes that this is the last one, Brisbane Broncos uh, in an all-Queensland clash hosting the Titans. $1.32, the Bronx, nine and a half, and uh, Gold Coast back the other way, the three forty. Um, Modda, we'll get up to you first here. Um, how do you uh, see this one with all that Origin has to offer interfering uh, in this one? That's right. A lot of players named to back up here. Um, and if they all do, I, I rate Gold Coast at $2.90 chance. Um, so uh, I'd say that's enough for a full stake for me into the 340. Uh, again, split you know more heavily on the handicap than the head-to-head. But uh, happy to be on Gold Coast. Yeah, okay, very good. And uh, Pope, can we line this one up? Yep, we can. Um, not as big edge as what uh, the modeler has, but we'll think instead. I've got Titans a slight a slight edge here. What, the one thing they will do in this game, I think, is score points. Mug at 2 o'clock on a 25-degree day in Queensland. So you can sort of assume they're in for 20-odd, and that makes that plus 9.5 pretty attractive for me. Yeah, okay. And just coming back to that uh, little mention of score points, uh, Pope, um, are we back to Titans overs? It's a big number at 47.5. Mug it is, but 
if you were to play, that would be the angle I do. As I say, like Titans, regardless of the game, they score. Um, but they're also nine half point underdogs here. So you, you put the maths on that, and I'd be erring on the side of the over 47 and a half, despite it being uh, a lofty number. Like it doesn't get too much bigger than that. But um, I think there's more upside there. Okay. And is that a bet, Pope? I don't want to put the pressure on you, but are we betting on overs or is that just a lean? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's bet overs. Okay, all right. Betting a bit, more, a bit more fun at two o'clock on the Sunday. <laughs> Betting the overs there as well. Um, all right, boys. That's uh, anything else from a league perspective, uh, fellas. Any uh, any other games there or futures or anything that you wanted to talk to? No, I think uh, all that's the entree for the main dish of Origin um, mug. So I think that might be it for NRL. If you concur, Mobber. Oh, I do. Yeah, it's it's hard to get a read on the last two games, especially the Cowboys. They've named the Origin players uh, on that extended reserves uh, slot. So, yeah, I wouldn't uh, be making too many bold predictions at this stage. Yeah, okay, boys. Well, let's uh, get over and talk about the main dish uh, right now. So State of Origin 2, it's it's crept up on us a little bit. I felt like we had a bit of bit of build-up and a bit of hype to, uh, to the first game, but it feels like it's just sort of uh, landed in our lap. Maybe it's the cricket that's uh, interrupting the flow, but... Um, but guys, another big one, and uh, been quite the shift in the market. Uh, Queensland now dollar forty-two, and uh, New South Wales two eighty-five, and we've got a juice line here six and a half. Um, and uh, you know that's it. Looks like a little bit of money back for New South Wales now out at that six and a half. So uh, Pope, maybe you can talk us through the analysis uh, through the price that, that that that's just kept creep creeping, and um, and and tell us perhaps where we can find one. Yeah, there's been a lot of moving parts to this game. Uh, Morgan, the, the two biggest ones probably from when the market first went up is Cleary and Luttrell being being out of this, and that's why this is this has crept up. So they're, they're definitely worth something, and that should be taken into account in the market. Um, however, it's the one event, and hopefully I enunciate this well enough, but the non-quantitative factors of origin are so massive, like it's, it's a game based on reaction from previous games. Generally, there's that edge that the team losing seems to have in origin, um, whatever it might be. I, I don't think it's it's desire. It's just maybe a little bit more effort plays a part. So um, with all that in mind, I'd lean New South Wales. And I don't I touched on it in our post-game one wrap. I don't think they're that far away. They're $1.11 in live betting with 12 minutes to go. Um they had some poor moments in the last 10 and in the first 10. I, I think they were pretty close. And as I say, like, you generally learn a bit more from a loss and a win in origin. I know they've got to go up there and beat um, Queensland in their fortress. However, I think they can do it. So I like them at, at 285. And I think the market's adjusted pretty well for Cleary. And Latrell don't think so reacted. But I do, I do think both of them can be replaced. Like, Cleary's not the player at origin level. He's at club level and Crichton played pretty well, I thought, for New South Wales in game one, who's coming for the trail. So I do think those elements can be covered for New South Wales. And if you want to be a bit more conservative, plus six and a half, I think is a really good bet um, in an origin game where the series is on the line. So if you want to be that way, plus six and a half, but I also like them at 285. Yeah, excellent, uh, Pope. Thank you for that. So the Pope is with uh, New South Wales there, which uh, I know hurts him in the heart, but uh, we got cats to feed Pope and in-laws to take out for dinner. So we got to make sure that we're uh, putting bread on the table. Um, we'll go up to the Modler. Modler, can we line up? Yeah, we can again. Um, I'm liking New South Wales here. I've got uh, Queensland favourites through the model at $1.87, but um, yeah, so New South 215 the other way. So, uh, yeah, for me as well, a decent edge into that 285. Uh, similar to Pope, yeah, happy to, to take on the, uh, the line and the head-to-head. And, boys, uh, just to uh, – yeah, thanks, Modler. That's uh, that's great to hear with lining up there. Is there any um, – uh, what, what's our thoughts around uh, Moses? Is Moses coming in to fill Cleary's spot? How do we feel about him coming in to control the play? Well, this is probably a good good segue. He has played once before. His club form's pretty good. I think the way New South Wales have been going in the last four or five games at origin level, that um, I don't think it's the worst thing for them. I think it might free them up in a funny sort of way. Look, clearly plays a very structured type of football, and that dictates how the team plays. I think, in a way, this might help them. So 
Um, I think it could be positive for them. And as a result, him, nine bucks for player of the match, I think is a good bet. Mug, the narrative is heavily going to be tied to him. If they win, um, the conversation and him being the saviour, coming in, filling the boots, winning up there, I think that'll be a heavy discussion. So nine bucks, that has him sort of saying that he's a 30% chance. I, I can't see who wins the, the player of the match if they win the game other than him and Tedesco, really. So, yeah, give me Moses at $9 for player of the match. Yeah, nice shout, Pope. I really like that. Um, Modler, your thoughts on Moses? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, um, I've got, you know, through my model, I've got Hines as, as the best player in the league at the moment. So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one that they've left him out. Obviously, he came off the bench in game one. Um, so he's, you know, obviously under consideration. The fact that they've dropped them all together and brought in Moses is a is an interesting one. Uh, I guess Fitler's made a rod for his back and, you know, good luck to him if it pays off. Yeah, and Freddie might be looking for a new job if it doesn't uh, come uh, come next year. That's that's for sure. Statsman. Yeah, I just uh, Pope and I had dinner with a with an old uh, sharp NRL mind uh, last night, and there was a there was a bet put up, um, which was Moses for the series medal, um, with the logic being that if New South Wales were to win the series, he basically has to carry them. Um, in which case, I think it's around 34 or 40 uh, for that. So, yeah, what are your thoughts there, Pope and Modeler? I'll start. I'll start. I really liked it. I think at dinner, I, I agreed. Um, I was in the affirmative. I, I think it makes makes a lot of sense. So they, they're going to start heavy favourites in game three. Statsman, if they can win at Suncorp tomorrow night, um, and if they win this series 2-1, him coming in and controlling a team that does that, like that that's going to be big time so to have him two and a half percent chance of the wedding the wedding of winning um, <laughs> based on based on um the price he is I, th- I think it's a really good bet for them and uh, i mean that was actually something i was just about to uh ask you about pope so it's interesting that statsman brings it up is there any value in new south wales uh for the series if if you like them uh in this one they obviously start um fave because they'll go back home for the third game uh is there any yeah. value there uh i'd have to find out what their price is for the series it's, uh, but... it's making them about a dollar 50 in game 3 yeah uh, okay I, so that's probably, I, I don't think so. Probably a bit skinny. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, good Good uh, chat. Boys, anything else uh, that we like there? Is there? Should we look any further or any wider? If you're if you're a Queensland supporter, man of the match, uh, who should we be looking at? And uh, any try scorer uh, stuff for us, Pope, or even any totals action? Yeah, I'd, um, again, I've said this before, don't look too far from player of the match. So Reese Walsh, 750. I think he was in there. I would think he was in their top three players in, in game one. Um, again, like it's going to be on his home deck tomorrow night. The narrative is sort of been the popular narrative. So if they win him at 750s, I think it's a really good bet. That's priced him at roughly about 17% chance of winning. If Queensland win, I think that's it. That's a little bit too low. So don't look too far, but you can still find good value with Reese at 750 and Moses at $9, um, second and third line of betting. So they're the two that uh, I really like from a player match perspective and for try scorers um, mug unique position here that New South Wales has been so heavy outside. You've got some juicy prices for Turbo and, and Teddy here. So Turbo 335 anytime, I think it's a really good bet. Um, same with Tedesco 345. I think if you had a dual play there, you could have worse bets and um, I think it's a really big chance of being profitable. First try scorer, set at game one, but Josh Adekar. So Xavier Coates comes in for Selwyn Cobbo and he's had defensive frailties for Storm this year, Mug, and I think New South Wales will target it. So they get down that end. I think they'll be going left, looking to get to get in Adekar's hands and target Xavier. So Josh Adekar, first try scorer to go with Turbo and Teddy anytime. All right. Love it, uh, Pope. Thank you for that. So we've got some man of the match. We've got some try scorer action. Uh, we've got uh, New South Wales. We've even got a series uh, man of the match there as well. So uh, plenty there for the listeners to get stuck into. So thank you, boys, for that state of origin uh, wrap. Um, stats, man, the crickets. What are we? We're uh, 7.40 uh, now. We've got, I think, 20 minutes to go. I think they're kicking off at eight or have we got any pushback from the rain or what's the latest update? 
Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't seem there's any clarity there yet. Uh, the covers are still on, um, but I think they they will be playing. It's maybe there'll be a delayed start. So, when, when does this uh, podcast make it to air, Marcus? <laughs> is there any any point putting some bets up? Or <laughs> no, well, I, I was just going to ask you maybe about about your cricket betting and um, you know how would you look to approach a market like this? You know, and I'm. Uh, I'll talk off Betfair at the moment because that's I'm sure where you do a lot of your cricket work uh, is is on Betfair and I, and I know uh, Tristan and the boys wouldn't mind us uh, saying that. Um, at the moment, the draw is sitting at thirteen dollars. Uh, we've got Australia sitting at two thirty six and England sitting at a dollar ninety nine. And those numbers, you know, I've been keeping an eye on it for most of the day, give or take a little bit. They've been pretty stable around that around those types of numbers coming into the start of this uh, day five. How would you be looking to play? Yeah, it's a really, really tricky um, market to bet into test cricket, which which is great. Like there's no modeling it. It would be borderline impossible with all the variables that change from from test to test. So that means that the, the money can be very illiquid or sorry, liquid and, and bounce around a lot and volatile. Um, in this particular test, yeah, we've got the draw at 13s. Uh, people would look at rain and probably think there's a bet there. There's there's a few things to consider. Like Australia only need 170 runs. They they'll extend play um, to make up overs as much as they can. And England are a very aggressive team. So yeah, it's it's it can be really tricky to pick what the number should be. It was nine dollars early today, and I had no position there. Now it's 13, and I still have no position. Usually, if that's AFL, when I move from nine to 13 dollars, you sort of you might be swinging one way or the other there. So um, yeah, in, in this particular match, probably not leaning to a lot. Um, what I would say is I think next Wednesday, the next test starts. So we'll be able to do a bit of a preview, um, on the, on the podcast and top sport have a really good range of pre-match markets up for, for cricket, really good place to bet. So I'm sure we can find something uh, there, there for the listeners. That'd be awesome, mate. Just in terms of, um, your mindset or strategy when it comes to, um, I guess, trading the test cricket. Um, what's some of the sort of key principles uh, that you stick to or that you think about, Statsman, before uh, placing a bet? Um, are you looking at, um, you know, overs left in the day, average run rates, um, what the price could be at the end? Like, how do you go about your process, I guess, when you when you are live betting uh, in test cricket? Yeah, it's it's a good question. There's there's so many again variables. Every situation's different, but I guess some of the, the really key ones would be don't you really don't want to be overreacting to the to the most recent um, action. So if there's just been a wicket, it's not a good time to back the team that just took the wicket. Generally, it's it's not always the case, but generally that's what people probably get sucked into doing. It's like cashing out when your bet looks like it's going to lose. Like try and ride that momentum. It's going to fluctuate a little bit. And if you're trying to time it perfectly all the time, you end up just chasing your losses and, and kind of get further and further into the red. Uh, and the other one is like, if you're going to cut short your losses, so if you're going to trade out because it looks like you're going to lose, you've got to also be willing to cut short your wins. So if you're in a good position, take half your winnings. If you're only cutting one way and not the other, uh, then you're going to end up sort of hurting yourself in the long term. So either make a decision to let everything right, take a position and just see it through the whole game. Or if you're going to trade out, make sure you're doing it both ways, whether you're ahead or behind, um, just to balance everything out so you don't have huge volatility in one direction and and not much in the other. Yeah, okay. And do you have any um, basic uh, things that you try and follow, like, um, a lay the draw sort of mentality, or is there any any sort of uh, sort of things that have been really good to you over time, like betting a certain way on the first day, depending on who wins the toss, or is there anything like that that you sort of try and use as a bit of a, uh, I guess, a springboard or a backbone of your betting principle when it comes to trading the test cricket? Uh I don't, I don't think so, honestly. Like, lay the draw was really valuable maybe five years ago, but it's uh, that's kind of disappeared a little bit. It's still probably there can be an edge there, but it's um, it's not what it used to be. Uh, otherwise, nah, it's it's really situational. Um, yeah, try trying to predict partnerships or little moments, you know, the next hour of play. So instead of looking at this team's value to win the game, um, trying to predict what the market's going to do and what's going to happen in the next hour or two. So I think an example is day one of this test. Uh, pretty early on, it was obvious how flat the pitch was. Um, and from memory, there were a few early wickets. Definitely when Australia were batting, there were a few early wickets. And uh, you can sort of trick yourself into thinking the conditions are, are changing 
But if you really watch it, like Australia, for example, when we were batting, um, there were just a few, like the ball swung for a little bit with the overcast conditions, but it was never going to last long term. So, um, yeah, just trying to, I guess, anticipate the future play and not get sucked into the now is is probably the main thing. But, yeah, like I said, test cricket is just such a complex game. Like there's so many variables that um, that change game on game and day by day that it is very hard to to have a system that just works. And uh, I know you, you, you're you modelling a little bit as well, Statsman, but you're relying a lot on your eye um, to where you're betting uh, into these markets or are you running a separate model in the background as well uh, based on runs and time of the match, et cetera? Or... Yeah, no, no, no modelling for me. Um, data is always good to have. So before a test, you should really do your research and look at a ground's recent history. Don't go too far back because... Oh things change but if you if you try and look at the last you know five or ten years which usually is only maybe five tests you can get a feeling for look at if there's early wickets in the first innings if the first inning score is low and then the scores go up things like that that kind of tell you about the conditions um you, you want to have that knowledge before you start getting involved um because some pitches flatten out some get less flat you know, some swing heaps on day one and then it's flat for day two and three. Like there's so many things like that. So the more information you can have, the better. But I don't, you could probably have some mini models, but yeah, modeling the, the whole game. I'm not sure if you've ever tried at Modeler, but I imagine it would be pretty, um, pretty big beast to crack. Yeah, definitely. No, there's a running joke at uh, work that uh, modeling cricket is a, is a career killer. So um, no, I'm leaving, I'm leaving that one alone. And that's, Just that's... a question. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's just T20 cricket as well. Like t- yeah. test cricket's the next level. Yeah. Just a question. What, uh, with your with your test match betting, like, would you have an idea what your split would be? Sort of, you know, before the first ball, and then you know between a day's play and then live. Like, where typically would you be betting? Uh, yeah, good question. I'll, I'll sort of pre preload um, pre game pretty heavily usually. Um, potentially post toss, so things like. Uh, highest first inning score, you can sometimes get an edge post toss, um, especially when the captains tell you what they're doing. They often give you a bit of insight into the pitch that TV might not show. Uh, and then trading, live trading on the head-to-head. It's hard to call that. Um, you know, I'll probably match 50 grand on this test, but I've got a position of $700. So I'm not betting that that many dollars, but yeah, it's a lot of volume. So um, uh, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot live. And then even between days, I've got a few bets on... Um, just various sort of exotics going into today so yeah it's definitely a mixed bag um depending what pops up yeah nice stats man i i think i could uh ask you questions all night about this sort of stuff um so uh uh we better uh we better wrap it up and uh, maybe we can continue the conversation another time if the punters are actually interested to hear i know we're a afl nrl but uh if the punters are interested maybe we could uh something up to talk about it a little bit more in depth at a different time but uh but boys i think that's pretty comprehensive we got through the afl pretty quick just with the uh six games we flipped over to nrl and the boys lined up a couple of times as well which was uh great to see then we've done state of origin and then we've had a little uh intro and preview and chat about test match betting uh, and talking about tonight's game I think it's been a good chat, boys. Uh, we'll go up to the Pope is back with us, so it's only fitting that he should be signing us off. Mug, I know it doesn't suit your domestic setup, but you've been outstanding tonight, so just something to consider for future weeks as well. Listeners, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.